We want meaningful work. Work that we can take and learn from and continue to grow in that won't be replaced by automation and AI. So when people ask, what should kids study today to make sure that they're employable in the future, we need to explore a couple different questions and ask yourself a couple questions to determine if the work that you're doing or if the work that you're learning how to do and getting education on is still going to be employable in the future. Let's dive in to the fourth age, smart computers, smart robots, conscious computers in the future of humanity by Byron Reese. fall into the first camp that robots are going to take all the jobs, then here's a quote for you by Warren G. Bennis. The factory of the future will have only two employees, a man and a dog. The man will be there to feed the dog. The dog will be there to keep the man from touching the equipment. In other words, there would be no robot-proof jobs. Now, if you're in a little bit more optimistic front, then you fall into one of the latter two camps, either that robots will take some of the jobs or that robots will take none of the jobs. And either of those camps means that there are going to be some jobs that exist. And what are those jobs going to be? What are those robot-proof jobs? A good method for evaluating any job's likelihood of being automated is what we call the training manual test. Think about a set of instructions needed to do your job. Write down to the most specific part. How long is that document? Think about a post hole digger versus an electrician. The longer the instruction manual, the more situations, special cases, and exceptions that exist which need explaining. The reason the training manual test works is because writing a manual on how to do a job is a bit like programming a computer or robot to do a job. In a program, every step, every contingency, every single exception needs to be thought out and thought through and handled. Now here's seven groups of jobs that are gonna be safe from automation and artificial intelligence. These are robot-proof jobs, if you will. First group, jobs that robots can do, but probably never will do. Some jobs are quite secure and are accessible to a huge range of the population, regardless of intellect, educational attainment, or financial resources, because although a robot could do them, it doesn't make economic sense for them to do so. Think of uh, many jobs that fall into here, like repairing antique clocks, or leveling pier and beam houses, and restoring vintage guitars, or replacing old chimney restorations. Just make sure that the object you're working with isn't likely to vanish. Group number two, jobs we don't want robots to do. Examples of these jobs are jobs like NFL football players, ballerinas, spirit guides, priests, and actors, just to name a few. Group three, unpredictable jobs. Some jobs are so unpredictable that you can't write a manual on how to do them. My company, Voice First Tech, as the CEO, I spent the weekend writing podcast episodes, creating episodes of screencasts on how to use new features that were released for Google and Amazon Alexa. I also released posts on social media, and then on top of that, I produced an Amazon Alexa app, a Google Home app, and also built a website. If you can find a robot that can do all of those things in the same amount of time that I did them at a reasonable cost, let me know. I'm going to look to replace myself so that I can go and chill on a beach. Group four are jobs that need a high social IQ. There are some jobs that require high level interaction with other people, and they usually need superior communication abilities as well. Think of jobs like event planner, public relations specialist, 
politicians, hostage negotiators, and uh, directors of social media. Think of jobs that require empathy or outrage or passion. Group number five, jobs done on site. Robots work well in perfectly controlled environments such as factories and warehouses, and not in ad hoc environments like your Aunt Sue's attic. Jobs like forest ranger, an electrician, those are a couple of jobs that come to mind, but there's many more. Group number six, jobs that require creativity or abstract thinking. Uh, possible jobs for this include author, logo designer, composer, copywriter, brand strategist, and management consultant. The finally, group seven, jobs that no one has thought of yet. Given that a huge number of current jobs didn't exist before the year 2000, it stands to reason that many more professions are just around the corner. The market research company Forrester forecasts that within the next decade, an astonishing 12.7 million new U.S. jobs, let me say that again, 12.7 million new U.S. jobs within the next decade are going to be created just around building robots and the software that powers them. AI is creating new jobs, and Forrester reports that by the next decade, 12.7 million new jobs are going to be built to fuel that revolution. Quiz time! Can a robot do your job? I've got 10 questions for you, each of which you rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 10. And at the end, you combine your score. The closer to zero you are, the more likely it is that your job is safe from automation. If it's above 70, it's more likely to be automated. Question one, how similar are two random days of your job? 10 being identical and zero being completely different. Question two, does your job require you to be in different physical locations, even different rooms? Giving yourself 10 is no, giving yourself zero is yes. Question three, how many people do your job? Option 10 is lots of people do my job. Option zero is very few people do my job. Question four, how long is the training for your job? 10 points for a few days and zero points for months to years of job training. Question five, are there non-repetitive physical requirements for your job? Score of 10 is no, jobs like programmer or cashier. Score of zero is yes for dance instructors and other jobs like that. Question six, how long does it take to make the hardest decision on your job? Score of 10 for less than two seconds to make that hard decision, and a score of zero for more than five seconds to make those decisions. Question number seven, does your job require emotional connections to people or charisma? A score of 10 if you answer no, no charisma required. Score of zero, yes, uh, it does require a lot of emotional connection. Question number eight, how much creativity does your job require? Score of 10 if your job requires no creativity and a score of zero if your job requires a lot of creativity. Question nine, do you directly manage employees? You get a score of 10 if you don't manage any employees and a score of zero if you mentor and coach as well. Last question, question 10, would someone else hired into your job do it the same way? A score of 10 if yes, someone who would hired into my job would do the job the exact same way. And a score of zero if no, if someone else did my job, they would do it totally different. Add up all those scores. If your score is below 70, there is a high probability that your job is going to be safe long enough for you to have a long, drawn-out career. If it is above 70, you should start thinking about repurposing yourself and finding a new passion so that way you can get be proactive and be ahead of this automation and AI. If you want to do this quiz for yourself in a little bit more detailed format, I will have the link for the quiz in the description below. 
or you can go to http colon slash slash www.byronreese.com forward slash jobs. Let's jump tracks and talk about a paradox, specifically the Polanyi paradox. Written in 1966, Michael Polanyi argued that there's a vast realm of human knowledge that consists of learning and skills that lie below our conscious thoughts. What does this mean? Well, the difference between a human with an IQ of 90 and one with an IQ of 130 seems quite stark if they're playing the game of Jeopardy. But in reality, in the grand scheme of things, the difference between those two people is trivial. Humans are vast storehouses of ability. All of us, every single one, without exception. But because one person can do 10,000 things and another person can do 10,000 things and knows about real estate planning, we say that one is low skilled and one is high skilled. But this really isn't the case as they both have 99% or more of the same skills. We just, humans are very good at finding the differences between each other and then capitalizing on those. But this is the paradox. Be sure to avoid this line of thinking. Story time. Let's talk about Jerry. Jerry is a guy who mows lawns for a living. Jerry graduated from high school, but he's got no education beyond that. Further, let's go on to say that someone develops a self-driving lawnmower that sells for a really low price, and then Jerry's business, the bottom drops out of it. What options does he have? What can Jerry do? There's actually lots of things that Jerry can do. Remember that under the, the possibility that robots are going to take none of the jobs, all that Jerry has to do is find a way to add value. And then he's created it for himself a job. So one in, for instance, is that Jerry might learn on the internet how to plant and maintain grape arbors. It's not a big stretch because Jerry already was mowing lawns and grape arbors are relatively easy to learn, especially on the internet where information is free. Now, we're not saying that he becomes a horticulturalist. He just learns enough to be able to plant some grapes. Then Jerry goes door to door with his message about the joys of growing your own grapes. Then, 20 years later, Grape Arbor Robotics comes out with a robot that can plant vastly better arbors than Jerry can. So what does Jerry do now? He reads up on landscaping in the Victorian era. Then he goes door to door offering to plant historically accurate shrubs and flowers in historically accurate arrangements. He can find specific neighborhoods that have lots of Victorian houses and go to those houses and really make a lot of money. Someday, a robot's going to be invented to do that too, but by then, Jerry will have retired. Who in the world can say that Jerry is unemployable? He's powered by the most complex and versatile object in the known universe, his mind. It's a resource we often undervalue, but humans are able to really overcome complex problems using that little thing that's up in our head, as well as the thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of years that humans have been evolving. When 90% of people farmed, the 10% that didn't undoubtedly looked at the 90% as capable of very little else. The idea that those same people could go on to become lab techs, marketing directors, and ice sculptors would have struck them as ludicrous. There's no way they have those skills. They are just plain farmers. That would have been their retort. But look at us today. We've gone to expand our civilization. Nobody is farming anymore. And everybody has repurposed themselves into higher skilled, higher skilled in quotes, jobs. Regardless of whether you've got an IQ of 130 or you've got an IQ of 70, you're able to create a new job and you have a way to continue to live the life that you want safe from robot proofness or having yourself automated and done away with. You have value as a human being and as long as you continue to challenge yourself, you will always be able to stay a step ahead and to have a successful life.
here in this robot partnership that we're creating with the fourth revolution. Check back tomorrow. We'll have another episode for you. Thank <laughs> you.